0: Welcome to the State of social podcast brought to you by hive connective. This podcast is a space for social pros to get real about the good, bad and ugly of working in social media. You'll find real raw and unfiltered takes on what it's like to work in a field that changes faster than the speed of the internet from real social media agency team members. So pull up a chair, crack open a cold one and join us to connect about working in social for what it really is a wild ride from start to finish.
1: All oh, right, so today we are discussing the TikTok of ours that went viral. Oops. Hive Connective sure, okay. on TikTok, <laughs> you can find us. Um, but it was on the topic of social media managers not being salespeople. So Paige and Raya, if you guys want to
0: touch on that and give your opinions. Oh, do we? First <laughs> of all, we never have t- major traction like that on our, no. our takes on the internet. We don't. So um, it was interesting. But- Raya, you, it was you in the video talking. So do you want to, what made you, so, okay, to set it up, first of all, just go watch the TikTok. It's a hundred times easier if you just see yeah, it. Yeah, we'll put it in the description. Um, but it was a stitch of, a, of another, mm-hmm. I think, like marketing pro yeah. kind of talking about this topic. And you sort of chimed in with our agency POV on the topic of social media, A, platforms, B, social media managers mm-hmm. being expected to carry the weight of like driving sales. Um, yeah.
2: And I think we've run into it a lot as an agency with clients where um, they don't understand the world like we do. So they'll come to us and say like, as a business owner, I need to see numbers. I need to see like more followers and I need to see, I want my video to go viral. And it's like those, what you're saying to me is like, you have a scarcity and you're using social media as an avenue to save or support or, or not support. Cause that's what it is. Save or like boost up your sales Mm -hmm. in your business and what we found with that is then our creativity gets stumped because we know what to do it's a long-term goal when it comes to establishing your brand building the brand trust building a following that like knows you're authentic um so when we have uh people that have those goals it's like well you're kind of like shitting on the whole strategy that we have in place because we can't just like skip to the Of course, everybody wants to go viral and get a million followers. Um, So when I saw her stitch, I was like, yes, this is like what we need to normalize more of because uh, social media is still such a new industry that I think it's important to set these guide like boundaries. Yeah. Because if you don't, then you have like social media managers out on their own. Like we had so many people commenting like, oh my gosh, this is me. And now my job is more salesy and I don't like it Yeah, Yeah. because you didn't go into sales for a reason. And so it just like. I, I stitched it without thinking, and I was like, oh, "I'm going to post this without asking the team's opinion on it." That's but it, it worked you have, out well. You're our poster on the on
0: the, the TikTok, so you have free reign. Um, yeah, but it was a really, and it was very articulate the way you phrased your point. But I think what was really interesting that netted out as a result of your of like staking the claim, like it, it, you can watch TikTok, but you kind of started out by saying we as a team don't are not taking clients um, whose primary goal for social media is to drive sales. Um, And I think what happened was we like accidentally like split the waters on, on people's like feedback to our positioning. Like you just mentioned the social media manager crowd, they felt really seen by, by being able to see someone else in the field say that and to express that like, yeah, like that's a really frustrating expectation to be held to. Um, I love that a lot of people said like they were thinking about like leaving the world of social media yeah. management and this made them reconsider, which is awesome. Yeah. But um, we did get some people who did not like it and and it was fascinating to me that it seems the thread that connected all the people who like didn't like it. First of all, there was a lot of people that wouldn't get over the fact that you said what we do do. What well, we do do. And they're
2: like, you said do do. I'm okay. Let's grow up. <laughs> grow up. Please.
0: But the other camp, who was like not not interested in our take, seemed to be, in my opinion, no shade, traditional marketers, mm-hmm. um, people who were really concerned about well, Roaz. Return on ad spend. First of all, we're talking organic, organic socials. So I don't know what <laughs> you're talking How about, things. Yeah. yeah.
2: I also want to say it was probably a little bit of like business owners who do hire companies and like are feeling attacked because they're like, wait, I think this. Yeah. What do you mean?
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, and anyway, the, so the takes in the comments were, were really interesting yeah. because they were very polarized. Like it was either like, thanks for saying this. I totally agree with you. This, this, this all the way. Or Prove I'm it. confused. Why would you spend money on social media marketing if it doesn't? Drive sales.
2: Everything is sales, they say.
0: <laughs> so here's what we need to break down, because this is the other thing, right? Like, that's a 15-second TikTok. Mm-hmm. You did a fantastic job explaining your point, but it is the tip of an iceberg of a major conversation that needs to happen in social media marketing for sure. right now, um, which is that that is not the way to approach social media, and it's not the way that we approach social media yeah. for our clients or for ourselves at all, um, because I think what we're, what we're, like, calling out here is a number of things. Number one, sales is the bottom, bottom, bottom of a traditional marketing funnel. Yeah. It is the finish line that you want potential customers to cross. Mm-hmm. In what world does anything, you know, like nobody goes straight to the bottom of the funnel. We, we know this, you know yep. what I mean? You have to nurture people. You have to, you know, build a relationship. And social media is at, at its very like purest form, like it's a top of funnel place to be yes it's it's meeting people for the first time or maybe not the first time but
2: meeting them where they are right like you're on social channels so and i would say to specify what you said your presence on social media yes yeah because of course there's the paid ad side of of the world which is like people also in our comments tried to say okay but like what about paid ads it's like yes that's not
0: yeah we were talking about organic social first of all organic
2: (laughs) but anyway i think
0: Ultimately, like, I can't stop thinking about this because it's been just a fascinating conversation. But what what the, what the your TikTok couldn't say in this many words, but what the point of talking about this is, is we are saying that social media, your organic social media presence, should not have a primary goal of driving sales. Yeah. That doesn't mean that social media isn't going to result in nurtured customer relationships which can lead to sales um lead generation like you know pulling in an audience and capturing Mm -hmm. them so that you can continue to remarket to them um those things definitely happen because of social media i was thinking about it like in a real world example and i felt like i was maybe on the defense a little bit because everyone in the comments was like this is stupid (laughs) right but a great example is the hive connective okay we are a social media agency we, we take clients and stuff but we also do like sell products and yeah. like you can there's things you can buy on our website basically <laughs> people have purchased stuff from us and the only way that those sales have occurred if you really want to be specific is through social media like we don't yeah, exist right. anywhere else and we only exist even, online not even by us like
2: talking about those products but
0: that's the most important part like if you want to be specific all of our sales of anything we've ever sold have come from social media but not social media content that we created with the goal of selling yeah Mm -hmm. we create content that brings value and drives community yeah and as a result we have captured people's interest and attention enough that they eventually made their way down to through the funnel to purchasing something yeah um so we're not saying that you can't sell on social media. That's not what we're saying. Right. We're saying if your goal is to sell, you're coming at it all the wrong ways. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to perform. Like at the end of the day, people also wanted to talk about measurement. Yep. Content that is like super salesy, we all know this, it doesn't work. Right. You can do that all day long. It, doesn't, it does not work because nobody mm-hmm. wants yes. to be like directly sold to like that. Mm-hmm. And if it
2: did work then everyone would be successful on social media, you know, using yes. that traditional tactic. And to that point, I want to talk more about the measurement thing next yes. because that was huge. But before we get into that, to your point, if we as a, as the hive connective started our TikTok and we only posted videos that were like, here's our downloadable. Mm-hmm. Oh, Oh, here's a here's a course and we only posted stuff like that nobody is gonna bite because there's a million other of us out there mm-hmm. what we did do was we started and we shit posted and we posted whatever came to our mind whatever hot takes we had whatever trends we wanted to bump in on and like because we like doing it and mm-hmm. eventually then when we did have products and we mentioned it here or there we were able to put a link in our bio after we hit a thousand followers we've built this trust we've built this like personality that people have followed so they're like oh I recognize whether they recognize us or not, they Mm -hmm. can go on our TikTok and see we're not just trying to sell. And we're not here just to like get your money, Mm -hmm. but we're here because we care about the topic. We're positioning ourselves as thought leaders in this space. So then there's this, like ultimately this trust that is built and this awareness that is built that then leads them on their own accord to the sale. Yeah. So I think it's important to say like, that's where it's built. Yeah. Like you don't, you cannot come at it and just do sales content, sales content, sales content, push, push, push. Because it's not going to build any trust. And they're going to be like, okay, well, I'm going to go to this other company that offers the same thing that I trust them.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And I think a lot of people in the comments were saying like, executives don't understand this idea. Like, I wish they did more. And I think that's because I, I, this is a much bigger topic for another day, but I I just, so my background before social media is public relations. Mm -hmm. PR was always one of those communications functions that was under pressure to be like what is the return on investment what is the purpose for a long time i think that's still happening i'm not in the industry anymore but i'm sure that's still like a conversation but generally speaking an executive at a company or at an organization without being shown hard numbers understands that there is a return on investment in having positive press right like in in good pr and having you know Mm -hmm. having a pr firm to manage Mm -hmm. that thing so I feel like social is stepping into that hot seat of like well what's the point it's like well we've been here in this conversation before we've talked about it in the context of of pr and now it's social that's that's under the same scrutiny but the other thing is like you i don't even know this this like gets me so amped up because i'm like i uh, for it's it's not fun to have to justify like your field of work but it's it's especially frustrating when people understand there's value, but aren't willing to accept that, like, that value might be different than they think it should be, right? Like, Mm -hmm. there is as much value in fostering relationships with your customer base um, via social media, as there is a sale. But if you're talking numbers, some people don't want to hear that because they want to talk bottom line impact. But that bottom line impact starts somewhere. And that somewhere is in relationship building. And frankly you know a single sale is not the same as a loyal customer yes. who is loyal to you because they feel connected to you they feel in community with you they yes. feel like they can relate to you as a brand like that's i think we all know that so yes. that's what that's the game we play in social media is yes. is creating that space and there's just so much more that that we can do with social media, that's impactful. If we take away the the pressure of selling, yeah. and someone even said that in the comments, yes, they were like, I "As as soon as I stopped treating my Instagram as a business tool and just um, focused on building rapport and community, mm-hmm. I imme- I saw more sales." And that's the anecdotal thing that no one wants to hear, but is so effing true. Like you yep. will see movement if you stop, you know, hard selling on social media.
2: And to the point of like, executives don't get this. And some comments were like, "Oh, I wish I could send this to my old boss because this is why I quit." you're you can only do so much to try to explain to like the higher ups this exactly mm-hmm. you can send them this podcast episode and i hope that they listen to it and at the end they're like oh okay i see the value but if they don't like there's nothing you can do about that and there's another business that will understand it so mm-hmm. i look at i always reference back to Duolingo but like look at the power of what just being a silly little bird on an app can do I mean, I didn't pick up Duolingo since I took French in high school and was forced to do it for homework. And then when I started seeing the little owl on TikTok, I was like, let me learn some Arabic. Let me get on here and I'll get on once a week when I'm bored, you know? (laughs) Yeah. So it's like, I wouldn't have done that if they were trying to sell me or give me paid ads or TikTok ads. I would have swiped right past that. Never. But because they build this funness around it, Mm -hmm. it's like there are companies that are willing to do it. I think there's A lot of companies that get like really um witty on twitter yeah and like Mm -hmm. are a little bit oh yeah that was like the og like personified brands or like wendy's yeah and they weren't selling anything they weren't like buy my four for four no they were no they were like having completely different conversations and because of that your brain thinks oh my gosh wendy's Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. um so to the point of the executives it's like you can only do so much but like don't waste your time where it's not going to be received there are your talent can be put elsewhere where it's actually seen and and yeah. and, and, and encouraged <laughs> yeah but to the point of the measurement yeah because that was the biggest question that we got in the comments
0: that's the other thing you can totally measure this stuff on social you absolutely can measure it and if you're in a situation where you're not getting the buy-in like one you know before you quit like you could try to use measurement as a way to show this yeah. um but there's two caveats number one if you're if the business or organization is not appropriately measuring a customer journey period. Like if they don't know how people come to them or why they make purchases or why they become customers in general, how is social media going to be able to like remedy that problem? That's, Mm -hmm. so there's like an overarching thing where it's like, if you're going to, if you're going to use digital properties, you better have a really firm system of figuring of like tracking, you know what I mean? Like it's as simple as like, It's silly stuff like you know using trackable links like utm links on whenever you're posting or sending emails or whatever it might be like if you don't have a way to identify you can like i was even talking to someone about this recently like it's it's like maybe not everyone answers but like you can like put things like where did you hear about us Mm -hmm. at the end of your sales process and it is interesting to get that data back and you might be surprised at how many people say social media as a place Mm -hmm. so that's one great way to measure like if you are literally selling a product put that as a question. Um, right. Cause that's, I'm always
2: diligent to do that. Yeah, I me too. Them to I know always know make I sure they know. Companies, yeah. Media yeah. Team.
0: So that's one thing you can do. But the other thing is around measurement, we measure all kinds of things um, on social and it's, it's really important to have good measurement practices, whether you're trying to measure sales or not, but yeah. um to to zoom out when we talk about measurement, like what does that really mean? We're trying to put data against a goal, right? Like we did something with intention and now we want a number that shows what we did and why we did it. So I was thinking about why I love our process when we work with new clients, because when we build, when we work with any new client, we do an audit and we deliver back a strategy, even if they've already got one, we do it anyway. Um, and our strategy is really driven by goals yep. that we, we put in place, but are driven by the goals that they, you know, our clients share with us. And what we do, which I don't think is genius in any way, but makes good sense to me now, as you know, this conversation starts, is we always set social media goals. And they relate to business goals, yes. but they mm-hmm. are not the business goals. Let's, let's say that again for the people that didn't yeah. hear that. A social media goal should relate and support a business goal, but it is not a business goal. It's a social media goal. Period. Okay. So if your business goal is sales, your social media goal is not sales. Mm-hmm. That's that's not how that works, right? Your social media goal becomes measurable things like, uh, you know, increase engagement rate by twenty or thirty percent, um, grow uh engaged audience by x percent um Mm -hmm. drive x additional amount of traffic to web right like Mm -hmm. these are social media goals and they're social media goals because they can be measured on the social platform period point blank that is Mm -hmm. to me the difference between a social media goal and a business goal and i it's like this weird thing that like i don't think everyone can wrap their head around yeah but all that to say so when we measure we're not we're measuring the social media goal And then we can relate the social media goal back to the business goal, right? So we can say, yes, we increased traffic to web by 35% in the last three months via social media, Mm -hmm. AKA, we got people to your website. Yep. Did they do anything once they got there? Now that's becoming a different set of tactics. It's a different set of measurement. Definitely. That's why social media marketing, advertising, communications, um, product like all of these teams have to work in tandem because mm-hmm. it is like a handoff process mm-hmm. right but that doesn't you know whatever happens beyond the social media part yeah doesn't negate the value of the social media exactly you know work or the goal that we were measuring
2: and to that point too sales can be a guide For your social media strategy. Like, for example, we have a client who um, has brick and mortar stores, but they also sell on Gold Belly. And Mm. we had posted a reel that wasn't selling, but it was just showing that they, it was showing how they pack for Gold Belly orders. And we got an email after that reel went live on a Monday, and our client was like, wow, our Gold Belly sales went up this weekend. And so we were like, Heard, we'll put more content about you. Like, again, not selling that you're on Gold Belly, but Mm -hmm. we'll put more content out there referencing Gold Belly and that you're there. Mm Because it's all about the awareness. Mm-hmm. So, like, you can use your sales and, like, where our sales low, okay, make some content that supports and brings awareness to that without saying, like, buy my thing or give me your money.
0: Yeah, yeah. And that is why I love social media because you can do stuff like that without having to, like, reinvent the wheel. You yeah. know, like you can it, for for us and for me and for I know for our team. Like, we we're making educated guesses, but we always let data lead the way. Yep. Like, if if the data says your you know audience on social doesn't like a certain type of content or isn't responding to a certain type of content switch right like that's what we do it's where we take our guidance from it's how we've refined content strategies for other clients um and it all you know i I just keep coming back to there was just one comment that was like if you can't measure the bottom line impact then what's the point Mm -hmm. it's like no Mm -hmm. (laughs) The, the point is that doing this work, you know, working against these goals, refining process, changing content, responding to what your community is sharing with you, like, that's all valuable work. Like, yeah. And I will, I don't know if this is an unpopular opinion or not, but as someone who loves data and who loves measurement and who will, in a moment, rattle off a bunch of social stats you can measure to prove ROI, <laughs> I also think there's something to be said for the stuff that's immeasurable, the, the anecdotal, you know, we mm-hmm. see it so much, like, I will not, like, not take a moment to pause and really, you know, appreciate the value of, which has no measurement on it, right, the value of a comment on, you know, that same client that'll say, like, oh, my God, this looks so good. I'm going to stop in and get one mm-hmm. today. Can I confirm that they spent five ninety five 95 on that Sunday, that day, you, just because they saw our Instagram reel? Right. Maybe I can't directly measure that and put it on a report, but I can, that's not, Like that's also real it's also true yeah you can't just like not value that kind of feedback Mm -hmm. um just because you can't put it as a number on an excel sheet
2: exactly and i think that's that's the shift we're also seeing like social is breaking a lot of what we know to be true Mm -hmm. in like professional industries yeah and i think that that pushback we're seeing is like the uncomfortability of that transition is like not being able to accept that not everything is going to be black and white and have hard like what they're saying but That's just the world now. And again, if you're not willing to do it, that's fine. Try your way. Yep. You will be exhausted by the end. And I'll
0: just add, I think measurement should be taken. It's very, very important. Should be taken with a grain of salt because let's talk about some measurements that have been industry standard for a really long time that are presumably BS. Um, Advertising conversion statistic for PR hits. When people are like, Mm -hmm. this is worth $100,000 if you had paid for this placement, like if you get a yes. good hit in like a in like a publication, I have always had a bone to pick with that one because I'm like, that's not possible. You cannot, buy, like, I mean, now maybe it is, but like, yeah, yeah. At the, you can't buy, there's no, that is not a one-to-one conversion by any yeah. means. So why we ever put that dollar sign against it beyond me, it's, I think everyone agrees to in the PR world that that's like a BS yeah. thing.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Another one, and I, this is gonna make some people mad, when people try to sell you like a billboard and I they say- I was thinking that too. Yes. I was
2: like, This man about... who used to buy billboards. Yes. Right? And they're like, oh,
0: this is seen by like 50,000. Uh, how do you uh, know? I know you count the cars. All right. But you can't guarantee me that everyone was looking at the billboard. Facts. What if you're an anxious driver? Yes. You don't look at that.
2: <laughs> or a distracted driver. Or, you're not looking at that shit. Exactly. Or some of the billboards. I mean- typically
1: my first opinion is like, wow, this is like really tacky. Yes. And so I, even if 50,000 people like see it, John Morgan, boo! Yes. who's not
2: even from Philly, may I add? <laughs> he literally just took a Philly word and said, billboard. Right. Or like anyway, Steven, Steven Singer, Steven free. Singer. Yeah. Stop like, it. Yeah. King <laughs> of so like we're talking about it because it's in our face, but have you ever once went to one of their websites Absolutely or engaged not. in their social media Yeah, or told them how much you hate their billboard? Not even. No, no, Doesn't thank you. Happen. And
0: if you're a marketer, like, yeah, you can report those numbers back, but like, if, do you are you able to say that that drove drove a sale like yeah. I think we need to be way more transparent mm-hmm. as an industry as a communications and marketing industry at large we need to be way more transparent about saying things like this is a our best guess yeah. this measurement is as as close to accurate as it can be without us actually knowing but I think we need to acknowledge the gray area is, yes. is what I'm yes. saying yeah I think we need to because also too like we come up against this all the time like people want to know like concretely like why didn't that video do well or like Mm -hmm. why why am i not gaining followers or whatever We talk. i think we talked about this last episode truth of the matter is we can only know as much as we can know Mm -hmm. we're not we don't live inside the machine so we can give you all of the resources and like understanding that we've cultivated from working in the industry and also there are definitely concrete best practices and things that work and don't work but it does change all the time and we can't Like I would never use the word guarantee with a client. Never in a million years. Right. Um, And that is okay. And I think as an industry, as professionals, we should be able to have that kind of conversation and say that because I don't think it negates the value of what we do by any stretch of the imagination. Mm -hmm. And I think we would all be better off in C-suites, in meetings with executives if we were able to recognize that and say, knowing that we have, you know, these few question marks or pieces of gray area We're still, you know, moving ahead on all of our business goals because we're driving them with social media goals. And here's how we're doing Mm -hmm. it. Yes. And so rapid fire, I will share a couple things you can measure on social media that are important stats. And I'll also say this. If you are doing social media, you shouldn't not have measurement running in the background all the time. Yeah. Right. There are lots of free programs that will do it, like just pull reports and analytics for you. Um, I know like Hootsuite I'm sure is free still at some level. Um, we use Sprout Social and Measure Studio, um, shout out Thomas, shout out Thomas <laughs> um, to it's basically they're pulling in the data for us at all times for all of our client accounts that we have a historical record of kind of everything that happened. And, and tools like Measure Studio are even more sophisticated because they're, they are, you have to go see their, their platform in a demo. It's just fantastic. They uh, also have the ability to use AI to help measure, um, understand why some content is performing better. They'll like pull your, you know, uh, things that are performing above average and give you the like reasons why, like because it featured a dog or whatever. I'm like totally not doing it a service here, but so, so cool. Um, Have these things set up in the background so you have them to refer back to because um, measurement, you know, Mm -hmm. the best way to show measurement is to show change over time, not just a standalone metric. Um, You can also use things like, uh, like we said, Sprout will pull it um, later, does analytics. any of these things will work. You can also use the platform analytics themselves that works, but yeah, have it running because then you can go back to them at all times, but you can show metrics like I think average engagement rate is a fantastic one. Who cares what you're posting if nobody that follows you or yeah. is in your, you know, engaged user circle is actually, you know, responding to the content? Arguably
2: mm-hmm. that's the best I agree. ROI. <laughs> yep. If they're talking about measurement, you want a number for this industry, it's your engagement rate. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, because you can move the needle on that. Yes. Um
0: and you can show it you can prove it um silly stuff like uh yeah traffic to web link clicks you can always use a tracking link to measure specific links like per post which one drove mm-hmm, how many right. clicks but also things like analytics from your link and bio if you're on instagram or on tiktok um things that that matter on the granular level too are like average watch time like if you can say like look people are paying it like we put out a one minute video and people watched 38 seconds of it while when the average watch time on a piece of video content is less than two seconds Mm -hmm. That's not nothing like that is that indicates interest it indicates that you're captivating your audience like that's a big one Mm -hmm. um Yeah, there's so many but like I don't know. Yeah, I I feel like average engagement rate is my
2: favorite one But anyway all this to say you can measure you can measure you can measure Um, That commenters I am very curious too what our listeners opinion is on this so i'm gonna say go post a video about your opinion on this to TikTok and tag us and next podcast episode we will play back some of the videos that were tagged in if we get any and uh and like continue talking about this a little bit because i think this is very important (laughs) hugely important and as social media
0: evolves it's only going to become more important yeah um especially as social evolves towards what we see as coming down the line which is way more community driven, Mm -hmm. way more, um, you know, closed spaces. Like, you know, that's going to be social very soon. It is now. Um, Yeah. And if, you know, we got we got to look out for what's coming down the line too. So, and there's no rule book people. No, we're making,
2: we're we're making the path as we go in this Mm -hmm. industry. So let's listen to each other and help each other out because
0: that's all we can do. Exactly. And bottom line, social media is worth investing in um, for a number of other reasons that aren't, Measurement or are related. One of them being, if you have a team doing your social media, you get time back in your day to not worry about it. So, mm-hmm. just to be clear, so just let it to the pros.
2: Let us do it for you. Um, so all that to say, social media managers are not sales people.
1: You heard it here. So stay tuned for next time when we reply to anyone's TikToks yes. that gives their opinions.
2: And Now we got a good segment to get into. So let's ride.
1: Okay, so I was left in the dark with this one. Um so I'm going to kick it off to you guys. So, I can't wait for this segment. Go okay. <laughs> this is going
2: to be the segment is called Social Social TLDR and in the past week there has been some drama exploding <laughs> on TikTok. And when I started to bring this up on our team call this week, we quickly realized that Michaela had no idea what we were talking about. I only had medium idea and Paige was fully tuned in. <laughs> so I was like, "Great, let's talk about this on the podcast." What are the keywords of the social tea we're talking about this week? I'm
0: going to give you the keywords. You give me a do. Do you know what's happening or not? Response: Um, Ned Fulmer, the Try Guys cheating scandal. Oh yeah, it's a yes from Maria. It's a no for me. (gasps) Okay, well, it's about to be a yes from you. Um, Okay, this one's particularly interesting to me because, okay, so let's start. Who, Who is Ned Fulmer?
2: To you, Raya, I literally learned who he was this week. Okay, and who is he? He is on the Try Guys. They're like a channel, and they they try things. and He's in this group, and their ex. This came this came from Buzzfeed. Yes, they were they were all Buzzfeed employees, and then this became their own thing. Yeah, and in the mass exodus of Buzzfeed employees, they were
0: among those who left mm-hmm. um, and retained their format and still do what yes. they did during Buzzfeed days. Um, and so, worth noting here. They have been around the YouTube space, in particular, a very long time. Mm -hmm. They are, I would think, some people consider them to be, like, yeah, Yeah. like OG people. Yeah. Okay. Um, Michaela, do you have any context about the Try Guys? I have heard of them before. Never watched any of the videos, so
1: you're not a consumer of the content. Not really a consumer of the content, uh, but I'm here to learn about it.
0: Please enlighten me. Great. (laughs) So, this if this segment's important to me because you can't be a social media manager and not see these things happening on social media. So yes, like, here we go. I have a Twitter thread by user Kami T. Womi. Cammy T. Womi with two eyes. We'll link the thread yeah. in the Cammy, description. thank you for your investigative work. She is keeping a, um, a running thread <laughs> of what's happening, which has since like tripled, but here's what you really need to know the down and dirty. So, this all started when fans began to notice that Ned was not included in some of the Try Guys content that's been being put out. They do – they're, like, very much – very actively online, podcasts, YouTube videos, the whole nine yards. Um, so he hasn't – he wasn't in, like, three videos and three podcast episodes. So everyone's so like, like weird. what? Because, again, they've been around for five ever. So mm-hmm. it's like, what's happening here? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and you should also know we should back up. Ned, each of the guys has a very distinct kind of personality in the, in the Try Guys yeah. – okay universe and ned is a my wife guy so his sort of like mo is that he was consistently talking about his wife um her name is ariel i don't want to (laughs) not give her her credence here ariel um ariel is you should also know actually i don't know i don't think she worked for buzzfeed but she ultimately she's like really plugged into the buzzfeed like employee world as well eugene one of the other try guys and ariel are my understanding is very good friends like best friends
2: is that the guy with the glasses?
0: glasses? Eugene. Um, no, that's like the Zach. guy. Okay, okay. Um right. Eugene, side note, had a really fantastic coming out video on the internet a couple years ago. It was like a dance thing. It was really, really cool. Oh, cool. Very well done. Um, okay. So Ned's not in the content. Everyone's like, WTF, where is Ned? At the same time. He's being like edited out of content. So now they're thinking, not only is he not in current content, that they're trying he's to being this guy. removed. Jeez. What is happening? Okay. Okay. So then the try guys say, we're going to just post once a week instead of every day or
2: whatever just they were doing so before. So much dramatic.
0: Yeah. And everyone's on the like, well, now wait, what? So, okay. Skipping ahead. And I'll, Dumois actually posted about this this week, which <laughs> this is all alleged. I feel like I have to say that. I, don't, I mean, sort of. Uh, He's yeah. sort of confirmed. But, you know, I'm not trying to get in trouble. But long like, story short. alleged. So somebody sends videos, basically, mm-hmm. of Ned and, unfortunately, an employee of the Try Guys, a producer of their content whose name is Alex. She's been in a lot of videos and content who also um, just got
2: engaged this yeah, year. Who
0: also just got engaged? She got engaged in 2021, I oh, think, oh, to her sorry. a partner of like 10, her boyfriend of 10 mm-hmm. plus years, who, by the way, if I'm not wrong, her who she got engaged to was formerly the social media manager of the Try Guys. Oh. Wait, because he
2: has a play in this. Yes. Oh, his name is Will. The um, video he posted, did you see it? Yes. Okay, we'll get there. We'll get there.
0: So it's it's glory photos. Juicy, yeah, it's glory photos but... of Ned, two children, longtime wife. And Alex, employee of Ned, (laughs) canoodling, basically, at none other than, well, there was two instances here. One was them at a bar and the other was them, a fan who ran into them at a Harry Styles concert when they were together alone. So, okay, bad. So then that starts circulating and this is when the TikToks start because people are like, say it ain't so, it can't be that Ned from the Try Guys
2: is cheating on his wife. With Alex, no less. And, like, the ether is putting this together, right? Yes. Guys have yet to say anything at this point. Yes. Then the activity starts. Ariel
0: takes wife out of her Instagram bio. Ned limits the comments on his Instagram. Um, Will unfollowed Ned, I Mm. believe. Um, Long story short, this is all happening, right? Like, who cares what was actually happening? But, like, basically... And people are. Yes. Everyone's watching every movement. (laughs) Right. Then, finally... The Try Guys Instagram posts a statement, black text on a white background. Well, you know what it is? This week? This was uh, a day ago, I okay. believe. This feels like it's been happening all week long. It's been like a day. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> the Try Guys statement simply says, Ned Fulmer is no longer working with the Try Guys. As a result of, uh, he is the Try Guys, okay? Like, insane. As a result of a thorough internal review, we do not see a path forward together. We thank you for your support as we navigate this change. So they basically said, he's cut off. Hi, Ned. <laughs> oh, Pitch perfect. You're out. Um, shortly thereafter, then, everyone's like, oh, my God. So they must, clearly they knew. At this point, everyone understands that it's Alex who's in, implicated here as well. Um, and that Alex's fiance. And, you know, obviously they're just like, this is a tangled web and this is messy. Mm-hmm. At, this, at this point, it's not in this thread, but at this point, there are other people kind of starting to say, i'm not surprised ex-buzzfeed employees who are pseudo commenting on it by tweeting and things saying like essentially implying like we we Dun did knew this like not that exactly this but like everyone's kind of like ah yeah Dang. which is sending the okay. internet into a tizzy particularly try guys fans who are like no not ned
2: which specifically I ned had to who post is about. the wife
1: guy my wife
2: guy yeah, like that's right. Wow, I've been seeing a lot of people say like, "Don't make it your personality if you can't stick <laughs> to it." That's what I'm saying.
0: Okay, so then my favorite thing is happening too. TikToks are being made of things that Ned has said in videos that didn't seem bad at the time, but are, now, are now just aging, aging poorly. Oh I no. Okay. Things about cheating on your partner, like reactions he had to like other people. Things saying about like stuff. that would be illegal to date your employee, Ned, sweetie. That's what you did. Okay, so at this point, though, neither Ned nor Alex nor Ariel have said anything. Only the Try Guys. But then Ned drops a bomb. Nedster. Nedster. (sighs) Yesterday. No, 27th. Is that two days ago? Yeah, 27th. Mm -hmm. In the middle of the day. Family should have always been my priority, but I lost focus and had a consensual workplace relationship. I'm sorry for any pain that my actions may have caused and the guys and the fans but most of all to Ariel. The only thing that matters right now is my marriage and my children, and that's what I'm going to focus on my attention.
2: Okay. Okay, Ned. <laughs> Call with your Michaela, so your
0: far, picks. what is your take on the fact that he actually made a statement? I mean, I
1: feel like he's, he's only making the statement because he got caught. Right. Um yeah but like <laughs> i i'm a little i need to do a i feel like a deeper dive yeah. into the try guys to get more of like a, a better
2: feel for all of that. Well, your listening now. right now so you'll get, you'll get oh, the content oh, now, now i'm after, very excited you got on silver beach walking lady with the biscuit it, it took about an hour for it, you to get that after it, we talked about it so i literally dm'd it to and i was like
1: no like, hey. um <laughs> but please tell me like what your thoughts are like mm. with him making a statement because I
0: mean initially yeah. it's giving me very much like Adam Levine vibe. I know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the funny consensual you say that. <laughs> workplace relationship thing I'm like it's not yet consensual is oh. not the issue here my friend no, no, right no. it's that you were both in other relationships yeah. and also moreover like the this is such a bigger topic but like if you are their boss the power that is dynamic not consensual is actually sensual <laughs> like it is you can both consent but you are always going to be exercising a power over yes. your employee right whether you want to or not like you can and i recognize that as someone who like i you know what i mean like yes you guys are my friends i'm also your boss like that i can't take that away i can't right. not it that comes with the territory, territory. exactly it is yes. inherent
2: which is like a yeah. Roles.
0: Anyway, yeah. So then, exactly. long story short, then Ariel responds and basically says thanks to everyone that reached out. You know, like nothing's more important to me and Ned than our family. So, but she's already mo- removed wife from her bio and stuff. So like people
2: are just thinking like, like queen. Yeah. Good move. Good.
0: Goal. Um, yeah. Tri Guys rebranded, but then the real tea is that um, the Dumois somebody which mm-hmm. is totally unsubstantiated, but somebody wrote into Dumois with a very detailed timeline of what was happening, that basically confirmed that this has been going on for a year um that what i'm hearing is that the other guys didn't know that it was happening and when they found out and realized it was an employee they immediately launched a review and mm-hmm. and sort of like he ned's an owner of the company i guess so they couldn't put him on mm-hmm. like you can't like fire him but you can put him on like the
2: administrative yeah review.
0: and ultimately that's why they effectively said what they said because he had to w- step away basically yeah. I mean, he can't you know he can't review
2: while he's there yeah and
0: you can't fire an owner but you, yeah but you can ask them to like leave basically Mm -hmm. um but the the Dumois timeline also indicated that um that the the reason it's kind of coming out now is because Ariel I guess flew to New York to be in a video because she's sometimes in content and flew to New York to to meet the guys that were, were here to do a video and um when she landed had been contacted, I don't want to get this wrong, but I'm pretty sure by Will, because it's my understanding that he was the the fiancé of Alex was the first to, like...
2: Mm.
0: Is that Will? ...get word. That's Will. So he reached out to Ariel and told her, and so she landed in New York, and just didn't like that she then was not in the videos and like that's where this kind of the current timeline kind of kicks off, which is why
2: when it sort of started to get out. So when you say it's been going on for a year, you mean the relationship or the investigation? The relationship. Okay. So um, then Ariel had just found out as well. Correct. Okay. I am
0: pulling Whew. up the tickety tackety about it, uh, because it's very interesting. But I have to just say one thing about it, which I made a video about on TikTok. I later hit it because I didn't feel like engaging in the discourse around it <laughs> but as as you know not cool of somebody to take advantage of their power in a situation even if yeah. in, in the workplace that for me is like flag number one yeah. flag mm-hmm. number two clearly it's not good when other people harm people like their wives or yeah. you know they, they make mistakes they, they do things you know what I mean yeah. they, they make intentional choices that hurt other people That's, it's bad but I think we do this funny thing as a society where like we, anyone who says we don't expect celebrities to be perfect is fucking lying. Yes, we do. Mm-hmm. We yeah. have an extremely, extremely high barometer for all celebrities, mm-hmm. anyone of celebrity status to be perfect mm-hmm. um, and to not be infallible, not make mistakes. Like, yeah. and I think we do that. That's my hot take. I think we do that because we know as human beings that it is not possible to be perfect. We mm-hmm. all know that even if we are perfectionists or whatever. Deep down we know perfection is not achievable. Right. But we want to think it is because there's a lot of reasons for that. But mm-hmm. I think we're sold a bill of goods that's like if only I could be perfect then yeah, everything would be great. Mm-hmm. Happiness, whatever, success, wealth, blah blah blah. So we project the potential for perfection onto celebrities because right. they in some way seem inhumane to us. Like they they're not human. Yeah. Even when we say that like I think that we need to have a bigger conversation about the fact that we say that that's not true, but it is true. Yeah. That is so true. Like, yeah, we just do. It I doesn't know. matter.
1: Because
0: I, I know I do. Even if I say that I don't.
1: Yeah, definitely. Like we can know, like you know, no way perfection is not yeah. possible. But like because it also is, these people are perceived as perfect.
0: But yeah, yeah. So, but we do. We expect people to be, per- people to be perfect, and they're not yeah. perfect. Um, that's and a really so good point. It does suck when we see this kind of stuff happen. It's it's shitty. It's so shitty. But at the end of the day, human. That is a human being who made. Who, and, and honestly, like I cannot tell you whether or not Ned is a good person or not because that's not the point here. You know what I mean? Like yeah. good people can make intentionally bad decisions. Yeah, and good people can hurt other people. Mm-hmm. And so I think what sucks is that this had to play out. I mean. It comes to the territory, surely, um, and sometimes you know justice is served in funny ways, like yeah. you know public crucifixion. But like ultimately, I think it's I think the bigger thing we should be thinking about is the fact that we had this response from you know, and trust me, if Harry Styles ever mess up, I'd be mad too, and I'd be saying something. <laughs> yeah. But has has messed up. I want to be clear, it's not perfect. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, the comments and the discussion that's like, no. This can't be, like, say it ain't so. It's like, we need to really, we need to reel it back and think about why we are so devastated when people like this do ultimately normal bad things. Mm -hmm. Like, this is normal bad. This happens way more than we like to think. And it is part of imperfection in humanity. And it's part of. That's such a good point. So it's weird because I'm like, I will consume all of this Mm -hmm. as an internet vulture. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
2: But also then at the end of the day, I'm like, damn. It's good to bring (laughs) some realism back to it. Yeah, so true. A lot of social media is escapism. And like I do it, I disassociate probably every day at some point just on my phone to like just tap out of Mm -hmm. being in my brain. And so when you find yourself in that space, then you romanticize other people and you escape to their lives and what you think that their lives are, re Beyonce and Jay-Z. And, and Jay-Z cheating on Beyonce, I'll never forget that. I was mm-hmm. just like, I've like felt like my parents had yeah. a divorce and yeah. I was like, why? Why did I feel that? Mm-hmm. I've never met these people in my life. <laughs> I mm-hmm. listened to their music, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think it's really important to like have a touch of reality and have these conversations, especially as professionals in the industry. Yeah. Like we would only be the cog in the machine if we just sat here and gossiped without like- Absolutely a disclaimer. Like, so true. You can yeah. sip the tea, but also read the ingredients of the tea and know what your tea in. Yeah. <laughs> And no one you need to
0: just start saying not interested to the TikToks anymore so that you don't hear about it because
2: you better make some room in your brain because something else is coming down the line. Always. As it always is. And I was seeing somebody say like this is like the first big scandal for like – And that's not true, but like this, um, like the OG YouTubers and like that's definitely not true. It's the first big scandal, but we keep having these happen and it's like the more that it happens, the more we're going to have this conversation. So which I think is a great point because I feel like this is a tough,
0: it's like not even just celebrity. It's like parasocial relationship. Like I think David Dobrik
2: comes to my head right away. Like we
0: love him, but we also have all seen like. The yes. stuff that goes on that's not mm-hmm. great so and it's like bad when they're both a celebrity and someone who seems normal yeah we're like oh no 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 they're just like normal
2: dudes like we're friends right. with them so it's, it's even like, almost worse than like a celebrity yeah that's a musician or an actress because <sighs> they seem more real because we get more access to their life mm-hmm. it's crazy Wait, so well will your thoughts on this too yeah if you want to so michaela does that catch you up <laughs> it, it does and i will be
1: <laughs> going on to the try guys tiktoks yeah. and she's gonna the be whole, an expert Yes, I will report back next time with my full recap and understanding and opinion.
2: There you go.
1: Um, But thank you for taking me on this journey. Anytime,
2: (laughs) anytime. Well, that was our second episode of The State of Social. Done did. Yes. We stated the social.
0: (laughs) Socials have been stated. Um, Follow us on, Michaela, what's the outro you do? (laughs) <laughs> I was and I, I was like, where can you guys find us
1: on Hive Connective TikTok, Hive Connective Instagram, mm-hmm. and yeah, that's where we are. And
2: let us know your thoughts on this episode. Tell us if you hate yeah. it. You Tell can us if like you leave it. a comment here, but we really just want to see your video. So yeah. post a video and tag yeah. it. Tag us in it. We want to hear your thoughts. I mm-hmm. would like to fight about measurement. So if someone wants to verbally We're spar to with me, fight, I'm ready. So if <laughs> you'd like to fight with us, no, fight. anytime. facts Step also, in the ring.
1: If you wanted to, you know, sh- give us a DM. It could be mm-hmm. anonymous. Yeah. Sort of you can give your experience with anything related to the topic that we discussed about social media managers not being salespeople. Yeah. Let us know your experience, what industry you work in or have worked in, and we can definitely read them next time awesome. and just reply and maybe like give some advice yeah. if you need
0: it. Love that. Amazing. True confessions. Yeah.
1: All right. We're Audi 500, folks. All right. Thanks for listening. Until next time.